A man become preeminent, he's expected to have enthusiasms. 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 What am I? What draws my admiration? What is that which gives me joy? Baseball. Alrighty, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. Rob DiPietro, the dead pull hitter. This will be a quick look at the two start pitches for next week that are available in the main event and online championship on the NFBC format. And myself with Christopher Torres and Lucas Beery will be talking about if any of the lesser-owned um, rostered players will be you know, a good bet to pick up and start against their matchups and also just um, some sneaky starts, maybe one start type pitchers that might be lesser owned as well. So, um, yeah, we touch up on a couple of guys like Austin Gomber and Brad Keller, uh, pitchers like that. Um, So hope you enjoy it. Hope you find it um, helpful in any way. And thanks for listening. All right, so now let's talk about some starting pitching for next week, some two-star pitchers um, that are available in the online championship and um, main event. Um, We'll just touch on not a whole bunch of them, but one note before we start. It's interesting how um, I didn't look into how many more pitchers have or even uh, batters have this kind of difference between um, the ownership in, in both formats. So Brad Keller is fully owned in the main event um, and, and owned in 60, 59% of online championships, but we'll have guys like Michael Pineda, um, Zach Plesak, Kyle Hendricks, who um, are like 98% owned in the main, but more owned in online championships. So just wondering, it just caught my eye real quick, like how one guy could be, owned in 15 and then like so less owned than other guys but less owned in the main event. I don't know if I just confused everybody or if I even confused you guys. <laughs> no, that makes a ton of sense. I, I kind of obviously saw the same thing when you had put together these great notes and I was scrolling through the main event uh, owned and started. And even in the main event, there are mistakes. There were some players that were being started that are injured. And I think it's just kind of like sometimes people just didn't cut a guy or, uh, made a mistake, I guess. Oh yeah. Uh, I tweeted about this last week. I don't know if you saw the thread about it, but, um, one team has Castillo and Flaherty <laughs> in it and, and, and they've been doing it for, um, the whole season so far. Um, they have like a, a pretty injury like type team and they didn't want to cut any of these guys and, um, they had them in the starting team. So, and it's crazy because I saw them on 2% owned, like, and eventually, Zachy, Zachy lineups found that it was from the same team, which was pretty interesting. So, um, like, how, how are you going to pay $1,700 for an entry fee and, <laughs> and pull something like that? I mean, I don't know, maybe person had, you know, something come up, but man, that is, that's just, 
ridiculous. Hard to come back from. So, yeah. so surprising because yeah. with that dough that you guys are talking about, I mean, that much money on the line, I, I figured everyone was locked in and they are, but not, not everybody. There's a few. Uh, Wait, of course. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Few for sure. A few um, rogue, dra- a few rogue <laughs> lineup setters. Yeah. Rogue drafted and rogue lineup setters for sure. <laughs> oh man. So, um, all right. So let's, uh, Let's talk about Brad Keller while we have him up. He's 59% owned in online championship, 12-team league, seven-man bench. Um, he's traveling to Texas and Colorado. Um, he's throwing a bid on him for 12-team leagues? Lucas? Not in my 12-teamers. Uh, thankfully, I'm not desperate enough to have to do that. But in 15-teamers, um, you know, it is a possibility. Uh Cores makes it really tough, but for the players we're going to talk about, I do like Keller a little bit more than the other guys. So take that with what you will. Okay. Tori, did you see anything from Keller this year that, you know, I'm a little little better or no? Same old Keller. No, he is who we thought he was. I mean, it's just, (laughs) it's Brad Keller, you know, like, uh, quote the the (laughs) Denny Green. I mean, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm not not about that, that Brad Keller life, you know. I'm not about the Brad Keller life, man. You guys, man, no love for Brad Keller, huh? I mean, I mean, know. in Colorado, bro. I mean, yeah, that's yeah, tough. I, could, I can't. No, I mean, maybe if he had like two home starts against mediocre uh, opponents, but nah, two road starts with one in Colorado. I mean, forget about it. Forget about it. That's it. He's a forget DC guy, it. so you know, if you're absolutely desperate, need some volume, sure, I guess. But even then, it's tough. Yep. Yep. What, what, what did your like bench consist of in your 12 team leagues? Um, how many starters are you, are you keeping, are you streaming from like the free agency pool? Are you streaming from like your depth? Um, I, th- I think the thing I struggle most with is my benches on 15 and 12 and, and when to, when to stream from the pool, like in, you know, when the upgrade is clear and other spots, What's your bench look like? Yeah, I try to usually go uh, four offensive bats, three pitchers usually. Um, I have about five guys that are going to be started almost every week unless, you know, I get too much PTSD from Charlie Morton. We'll have to see there, but uh, might pick up a guy or two, but I don't want to stream that often. I think Modica made that point, but, um, you know, if you're desperate and need a guy, DC, I get it, but for the most part, I'm trying to have bench streamers that I can plug in and out. Yeah, I think for me on the NFBC, I'm trying to um, have at least four hitters um, just because of the, the midweek lineup uh, changes mm-hmm. and, and just with COVID still being an issue. And I don't know, it just, I just, I feel like, I don't know if this is bad luck or you know, it probably everybody's dealing with it to a certain extent, but I get like so many injuries during the middle of the week. And, you know, I feel like I need plenty of options to be prepared for that. So, um, yeah, I, I want at least four. And depending on, you know, if uh, if I need a pitcher or not, possibly even five hitters and two pitchers. Wow. That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Very I'm with Torres there. I, I do like to have reinforcements just because you can at least make those changes. I know uh, 
pitching depth can kind of go away with a guy that blows his arm out and another player that just underperforms, but being able to actually sub in a, a player on a Friday, if you need to, is just so crucial since obviously you can't do that with pitching. Right. And then, I mean, there's the, the reinforcement aspect, but I also like, I'm very much, I'm very big on playing matchups. Right. Yeah. So like I, too. Uh, you know, if I have an option that that's, you know, got three games in cores or whatever, you know, like I, I just want to have that flexibility. Like it. Like it. All right. So Brad Cole gets the big thumbs down for an OC scoop. Um, let's let's talk about a uh, couple guys here. Um, let's go into the main event arena for a second. 15 team. Um, we got a couple of guys here who are 70 percent, around 72 percent and under under um, owned. Um, Austin Gomber, Kyle Bradish. Um, Patrick Corbin, Jose Quintana, and Martin Perez. Um, do you have any interest in any of these guys going for a two-step um, in in a fifteen-team league? Hmm. What do you think, uh, Luke? With me, these are tough. Obviously, uh, Bradish, not interested in. I don't think he's going to be able to go long enough to earn a decision, and I just haven't seen enough. Triple A last year was okay, but I don't think he's worth an investment. Quintana, I like a, a little bit, but the matchup has me as no, because the Dodgers can just wake up at any moment's notice, especially right. against Jose Quintana. <laughs> but that yeah. Cincy start is so appealing, it's not worth the risk, in my opinion. Ooh, um, it's not, huh? Yeah, at home no. to in Pittsburgh. Uh, yeah, so. That's just I tough know. with the Dodgers. So. It is. Definitely is tough. Yeah, I, I'm really not interested in any of these guys. I mean, the one that I thought about a little bit more just because he's home for both and, uh, you know, the matchups aren't terrible. Well, one kind of is, but the other one is, is pretty good. Uh, it's Martin Perez. Um, he's, look, you know, he's looked pretty good so far this year, but if you look underneath, he's still, you know, he's Martin Perez. <laughs> you yeah. know, there's really, there's not much different. There's no velocity bump, no uh let me just double check i don't think there's a pitch no pitch mix is still the same so um you know it depends how desperate you are but personally uh you know i don't think i'll be taking a shot at any of these guys yep what about nope. patrick corbin no, <laughs> no. i i Maybe because the no. matchup, New York Mets in Houston, but he just threw like uh, i mean in in patrick corbin's world he just threw a gem he went a complete game I may have missed. Was that yes? <laughs> did he really? Did he pitch well? Uh, last night he went eight innings. Um, not a complete. Really? Okay. Yeah, not a complete complete game, but it, it was. Uh, you know, they didn't. They didn't need a a ninth inning pitcher. So. I don't know. I I started. I had him in a few DCs, and I got pummeled that first week. Um, What's it going to take then for you to start him again? Like, what do you need to see when a guy hurts you that bad with starts early in the year? Like, is it like a bigger climb for that guy to get back into your lineup than a, than, than another guy who hasn't hurt you as much? Yeah. I mean, I try, I, at least I, I think that I'm pretty like agnostic when it comes to this stuff. Like I don't really hold it like personally against him uh you know that's hard it's hard though sometimes it is is, yeah (laughs) maybe i'm i I think i'm better than that uh, yeah at that than i am um but yeah i just need to see like just uh with a guy like him i mean 
there's just been nothing positive for now. <laughs> it's been a long time, you know, <laughs> 2020 really he's, he sucked, you know? So like, how long are we going to hang our hat on what he was before? You know, the skills just don't look great. Um, so yeah, I, I, he's, that's a no for me. I mean, the Mets in Houston, they're okay. At least they're at home, but they're not like great matchups, you know? Four nineteen, four nineteen Sierra. I mean, it's not terrible, but it's you know, I don't know. He's showing some. Sometimes I just watch a couple of innings with him because I have a lot of him in DCs, and I, I watch some innings of him where he looks completely lost, uh, and he and and his slider looks just like n- terrible. But then sometimes it just looks elite, and he just looks on. So it's just. You know, I don't know. You know I, the I, fastball below with him, uh, I'm just looking at his page, 91.3 this year, 92.5 average last year. So that's obviously not encouraging. You know, I mm-hmm. thought he had the velo bump in the second half last year, and that's why I was on him in DCs, thinking that, you know, yeah, that would carry over, but it, it's not looking like that right now. God damn it. His, his whip over the past three years has just been at the 153 range, just as a quick check. I mean, that's just... You don't like it? 157, 147, <laughs> 181? That's just, just going to take a long time to <laughs> shave that off if you inherit one of those starts. And, uh, yeah. you know, once he b- dropped down below 90 miles an hour, I think guys were able to just tee off on him, and his career pretty much just kind of went down the drain, unfortunately. Yep. Do you guys have any idea why Martin Perez is doing so well? Variance, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, yeah. It's pretty much. I mean, he's had stretches like this where yep. you know. I mean, he's a serviceable pitcher. You know, he's gonna yeah. have. He's just good enough to stay in the league and and uh, be a starter. But this is who he is. You know, there's a role for guys like that. Exactly, yep. he just fills it. Yep, 100 percent right. He's facing Casey in Boston this week, uh, both at home in Texas. So. Um, he, he, you know, it's interesting how, how desperate, you, you know, you'll get sometimes too, if you need some innings or something. So you throw a good amount of these guys, but, uh, one quick question on Matt Brash, 92% on the main event. What is it going down to this week? I mean, he went down and now they're saying they're moving him to the bullpen. So I, it's gotta be just, yeah. Five teams hold down. on to him, something like that. Like maybe four, four or five yeah. teams. You can get yeah. dropped heavily, right? Yeah, for sure. Yep, totally agree. What's um, your take, Rob, on Gomber this week with his two-step? At San Francisco and KC. Um, oh, for some reason, I kind of like it, but it's definitely dangerous. Um, I personally, um, the way my teams are set up right now, I wouldn't have to go out and grab them, but I feel like, and I think, you know, a couple of people mentioned this on podcast, maybe Jeff Erickson and Fred Zinke, you know, talking about taking, taking the pitching starts now, uh, because I'm, I'm a true believer that the offense is just going to take off sooner or later. It's going to flip hard. And um, if if you don't have some innings banked and some good pitchers too, like hanging around, because I think what's going to happen too is that the elite pitchers are going to start to distance distance themselves from 
the lower packers right now you'll get a lot of those too like, like why would you draft garrett cole when you could draft kyle gibson you know you'll get those but those are not going to be true like in two months from now those are going to be like haha that was funny you know um so and i took honestly i think it's also a time to be really scooping up um some bench bat for teams that might you know, um, start becoming more full-time guys once the rosters even shrink a little more, you know, and um, that offense picks up because I think a lot of those guys are being dropped right now because of uncertainty of playing time and because they're not hitting as well, you know, Um, so pay attention for that on the wire. But um, I think if you really need, um, you know, to start and if you need some innings, if you're, you know, low in K's right now and stand good in ratios, I don't mind throwing a Gomber in there for two. Yeah, I think he's pitching decent enough right now that you could take that shot with him. And um, San Francisco might look a little bit different next week because, you know, Longoria, La Stella, Lamont Wade, they're all kind of coming back close to if you've been celebrating Tyro Estrada, you know, enjoy it now because it's, 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 it, it might come to an end, which is very sad. You know, me, me and him have a tight bond. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. He yeah. was, uh, yeah, it was quick. It was quick to scoop him up and I was glad to get a whole bunch of solid stats from him and, you know, and he's a vegetarian, which is even better. So he's my boy. Um, <laughs> um, all right, so let's flip it over to OCs real quick. Um, I want to get your thoughts on um, what about a guy like Kyle Hendricks? 75% owned, traveling the, the Padres and the Diamondbacks. Do you guys have any interest in scooping up Kyle Hendricks to start? Or actually, he just done? Uh, I actually cut Hendricks in a 12-teamer last week. I think from time – I liked him before this year because he just was a stud every other year before last year, and I figured by the dip at pick 250 to 300 – but uh, he's getting blown up by bad teams. He's doing good against good teams. I think trying to figure out when he's going to do well is going to be too difficult, and I'm kind of peeling away from him. Yeah, Got it. Totally. Yep. yep. Um, Paul Blackburn, um, only 97% of the leagues are not available in a lot, but um, what tends to happen in these leagues with um, – you know, when they're available in such little leagues and especially that they got pitching well and two good starts, probably going to get a huge kind of bid. Um, do you like him not only for this start, but do you guys like him for the rest of the season? You think he's a guy that you can keep on your bench and, and stream into games, or do you think he's a good enough to be, you know, like a guy who's, you know, consistently in your starting lineup? I was, uh, I was very impressed looking into, kind of his fan graphs page earlier. Uh, he's received a small bump up in velocity up to 92. I know that's not, you know, game changing, but it's come with good results. And listening to some people that are close to the team, um, uh, uh, Susan Lockhart, I believe, she was kind of uh, singing praises about how Blackburn had done a lot more weight training and just kind of become a different player. Hmm. And obviously great home ballpark. It's kind of a big selling point, like for a Cole Irvin last year and, it's going to be true of Blackburn and yeah, the wins might be tough, but you can kind of focus on those more towards the last two months of the year. If you're needing some. Yep. I like it. Torres, what do you think about Paul Blackburn? Yeah. He wasn't a guy like when he started out strong, I was like, ah, you know, there's it's Paul Blackburn, you know, another guy yeah. just kind of is what he is. But if you look at the skills, they look, you know, they look pretty solid. So uh, he's definitely somebody I would be I would be interested in. 
Right. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Um, he, he's, yeah, I mean, he's, he's missing more bats and he's, he, you know, just solid pitcher. And like you said, the, the, the home park plays for a lot, you know, when, when, um, especially while offense is down, I think, I think he's a solid, that's my phone again, too many alarms, you know, it's just, and that's not even a set lineup alarm. I don't know if you guys make set lineup alarms. You guys do, do that? Not. No. Oh, no, yeah. I just know, man. It's you just, always <laughs> I just know, man. Spend <laughs> my whole day thinking about that shit. Oh my god, I just know, man. That's classic. That's gonna be the name of the podcast. I just know, man. Oh man, but yeah. Um... But Paul Blackburn. So anyway, getting back on the rails here. So Paul Blackburn. It looks like he's throwing a cutter. 15% of the time. So it does look like he's had a pitch mix change. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's something there. And like you said, the ballpark, that's, that's Absolutely. huge. Yep. So. Yep. I'm looking at um, Alex Chamberlain's fan graph pay, uh, leaderboard and his, his, uh, the sinker, which he throws 39% of the time. Um, actually his whiff per swing on it went from 6% to 16.7 it's not really a big whiff pitch but definitely getting um some of it on there and then like you mentioned the cutter as well um which is uh which is getting a 14 i think on this on this is that's 14 percent of the time but a crazy um 20 percent swinging strike and 44 and a half percent whiff per swing so yeah paulie blackburn i think he's real so um if you're starving for pitching and he's available in an oc what are you guys going for him? 80 bucks? Too much? 50? I think 100 bucks at least uh, if you really want him just because. If you really want him, right. Because I think over the next month, uh, if not possibly longer, he's going to be able to be on your bench and you can easily put him in at home against most teams. I'd have maybe a tough time putting him in against like a Houston, but a lot of the other teams, sure, put him in there at home and roll with him. I like it. I'm looking, at his, uh, I'm looking at a CSW and it's almost 32%, which would be, you know, top five in the league approximately. So that's always good to see too. Right. Getting call strikes and, and whiffs. So definitely solid. Mr. Paulie Blackburn remade himself in a fantasy asset right now, which is pretty wild. Um, uh, what about Michael Pineda? Um, not, Let's see right here in OC, 39% owned um, Oakland and Baltimore. So got some solid matchups. Um, if you if you need some pitching, are you going for Pineda? And if you have him, are you starting him? No, nobody has a comment the, on Pineda. Yeah, the, the like, all right. That, that just <laughs> say everything right there. That just does everything right there. All right. Yeah, the, uh, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm not interested. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to hit you guys with some quick would you start segment for um, next week. So maybe starting pitchers who might not be locked to start in a two-start week. So um, I'm going to ask you about Jameson Tyon against Toronto and then at the White Sox. Are you chucking him in there? No. Ooh, you guys are tough, man. You got a tough crowd. I, I, actually, I liked him a bit more, kind of digging into it. We had talked about how the White Sox 
Um, although they can wake up at any moment, they've been struggling a bit. They have some injuries, so they're not, it's kind of more their B lineup. And with Tyone, I mean, he's been a whip asset uh, most of his career. And yeah, the K's aren't amazing, but he gets enough where you'll feel okay about it. And just pitching good so far this year. He was kind of a, a guy a few years ago, and at only 30, I think there's a little bit left in the tank for him to keep going. Right. I think, I think you just maybe, you know, just kind of come out with it with like a maybe four ERA, like yeah. nothing too bad. And, and, you know, maybe a shot at a win, you know, two shots. I don't know. You just got to hope it doesn't get blown up in one of them, but um, he did. He's pretty sound yeah, this year. Dismissed it too, too quickly. Yeah. I mean, I guess, like you said, I mean, he, I dismissed he, too quickly. <laughs> he is a whip asset and uh, you know, the fact that he you know has such a low walk rate, uh, it prevents those those absolute blowups, or it, it can you know decrease the likelihood of that. So, yeah, I guess I, I I'd be open to it. Okay, it is a All little right. risky, obviously, but yeah, I yeah. I kind of agree with Torres there. All right, I like it. What about Corey Kluber? Been pitching lights out so far this season um, at Los Angeles, and then um, at home against the Blue Jays. You starting Corey Kluber? I don't like him as much as Tyone because his second matchup against the Angels is kind of tough. Uh, the White Sox I much prefer as a matchup, and I think Tyone's probably a better fantasy asset at this moment, so that's kind of where I'm at there. Yep, I'm on board with that. All right, all right. And I like me some Corey Kluber, man. He's, he just really looks like, uh, yeah. I don't know, it's just uh, – it's that Tampa Bay thing too. Even he's he's not throwing you know as hard as he used to, but just like a crafty you know crafty vet who's just gonna uh, you know, change his game around. And I think last year too, like you know if he doesn't go out for that no hitter right, and 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 then goes on the IL, make you know like if he would have had like a a a longer like bigger volume last year, I, I think he would have been maybe looked at this year a little differently coming into the season as well. Uh, like maybe a little more coveted, but um, obviously he is an injury risk for sure. But uh, maybe the Rays are going to do something to keep him nice and fresh. Um, give me a, a, a sneaky um, streamer or under the radar start for next week um, that we haven't discussed. Lesser name pitcher, somebody like um, maybe we're not in tune with who might have a great matchup next week. Lucas, do you want to go first? I'll let Torres go first. I have a few. I don't want to like kind of take any of his, I guess. No, you go ahead. Okay. <laughs> so I've got, uh, I've got a couple here. I'll kind of just fly through them. He's had a rough start to the year, but going back to the Oakland home starting thing, I think James Caprillion's worth a bench stash. Wouldn't throw him right away, but I think stash him away. See if he does good. It's a great home park. He was about a strikeout printing last year with a solid whip. And if he's healthy, I like him. Uh, Justin Steele is another one. He gets uh, at Arizona. I uh, wouldn't feel super confident to use him, but if you're just wanting me to throw out another name, he has a good matchup and gets some grounders, so that's okay. And then the guy that I'm actually kind of excited about, he was mentioned on your uh, Monday episode as a stash play, Wasker Noah. He had a solid mm. start at AAA Gwinnett uh, earlier this week, and his walks have been out of control. I wouldn't be surprised if that was a mechanical issue that they can iron out and he's only, he's available in 34% of mains. So if you want a stash player that could come up since the Braves rotation needs some help, I like, you know, 
Good call there. Nice. Nice, solid list. What about uh, Tyler Wells? Oh, now he at Tyler Wells, baby. So he's at Detroit next week. Um, so he, he pitched well. He had the two-step this week. He's got KC on Saturday, and then uh, we'll be pitching at Detroit next Friday. I know – and I don't know how much to buy into this, like these stuff models. I, I know that Eno Saris uh, is big into, like he's a stuff plus darling. Um, so I, I don't know. I mean, he, he looked good in the bullpen last year. They're seeing what they can get out of him as a starter. Now I think in a good matchup, he's, he's worth a shot. He was on my list as well. I love the home venue. He'll be uh, pitching at Detroit. So I like that call out a bit too. Yeah, I, I definitely noticed the the him on the stuff plus um for Eno Saris for sure. But you know, also too, like you take a peek at his minor league and and he was good as a starter, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, just low ERA, low whip, uh, you know, decent swing and miss. Um, and you know, it might have been something that I I didn't look at last year when you know we were we were like speculating on him to have saves. I, something like yeah. I must've like over, like not looked at the fact that, you know, how good he was, you know, as a starter um, in the minors. So um, I guess that helped me too a little more get on board with him. And yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I scooped them up in my main event um, in one week, really cheap. Uh, I think when he had like one of his worst outings Um but I picked him up for cheap and then I picked him up for the two-step and I paid up I about 22 bucks for him. But I think I'm going to keep him for the rest of the season. You know, like as of right now, I just kind of like that he's going to build his arm up and um, it's pretty solid. Obviously you're not going to have great chances at wins, but you know, uh, I think we mentioned that the park is definitely playing a little different this year, but uh, yeah, definitely like what I see from Tyler Wells, definitely a good look. Yeah. I know he's a he's a guy that Casey Bubba's been all over, and it's been interesting because he was a specs or he was a save spec, and now he's a guy that you can potentially start. So that's always interesting how that kind of turns out. Definitely, and and you know there's going to be so much of that, right? This like just observing how guys pitch in different ranges. That's why I think I love like Garrett Whitlock, who could just yeah. pretty much close a game, and I probably talk about it on every pod, but just like <laughs> when a guy can can you know start and throw five and close out a game with no problem just really great skills like not too many guys that could do that you know i'm sure you could flip around yeah of course max scherzer can close out a game and you know pitch three innings but just to see whitlock you know do it and 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 do it well and and any role is pretty it's pretty awesome i just feel like the game is just gonna become like these three four innings you know specialist right i mean I know the three out save was big back in the day. Like maybe it comes back, you know, I don't know. I mean, That's I just hope they're not moving to, uh, you like a Tampa, uh, you know, everybody's going to follow the Rays, you know, and just have like <laughs> guys for a couple innings at a time. I, it just, to me, it just takes away from the game. And I think MLB is going to try to put rules in place that kind of limits uh, the possibility of that happening. Uh, but yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's, it's not enjoyable. I, I want to see a starting pitcher. That's, I don't know, just the way. What, what kind I've of rules can you put into play, though? I mean, what are you going to say? You well, have to pitch this amount of innings? Um, well, no, like, I think they're going to limit, 
like the amount of pitchers that you could have on the roster. Um, and the amount of time maybe you can like put another pitcher in, like say, hey, you have six pitching moves in a nine inning game, or yeah, so, right, something something like that. Um, Interesting. Okay. So, not that I know anything. Hey, listen, I don't know. Some guys, a lot of guys know a guy, you know, I don't know. If yeah, you know no, I, don't I know, know you know guy. a couple of guys yeah. and maybe your guys know even more guys. I don't know. So I just know a bunch of meatballs. You know? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't have any connections. Yeah, I feel like I'm surrounded by meatballs a lot, you know, but it's good, though. It's, it just it just makes you shine, you know. Yeah, exactly. That's how I see it. Uh, All right, fellas. I know I took up a lot of your time, but I really appreciate you guys talking with me. Super duper um, fun, as always. But why don't you tell um, the the listeners where they could find you guys on Twitter and where they could find what you're doing um, and what you're doing. I know Torres, you know, you caught a little of uh, a steam there in the season with some cool, like, videos. You know, you got into the whole uh video thing which i think is awesome because i think you have a good uh presence you know like on the video game and uh especially your daughter she was a stud she, yeah yeah she, she was, was a one awesome. one you know so excited too yeah. <laughs> so we're gonna have to do some more with her but yeah i'm out on twitter at torres takes um yeah i'll probably make some more videos and just posting some nonsense on my twitter feed so not right <laughs> anywhere right now but we'll see if that changes in the future so is me sweet lucas where can they find you yeah uh you can feel free to find me i'm not super active on twitter but you know from time to time i'll kind of put a little something out there but you can find me at uh, lucasberry 33 i kind of do uh, two articles a week for dfs over at drroto.com and um it's kind of fun and uh, write an occasional article for fantasy DGENs. That's a site run by Casey Bubba. That's more off season for me. It's tough for me to do articles in season with my schedule and stuff, but uh, yeah. That's cool. And you do um, just baseball DFS Lucas. For the most part, I okay. decided I'm going to, I'm going to quit fantasy football. I made that decision earlier uh, this, this year and just kind of like, I'm out on it. Just, it's kind of like, it feels great in July and August before your players get hurt. And then come Christmas, you're just annoyed. And then just repeat it every year. <laughs> Chris Mark, man, I, yeah. I, I haven't gotten there yet. I, I'm sure <laughs> I feel like I should though. It was a rough year. So that maybe didn't help. That maybe kind of caused it. Yeah. yeah. I eliminated, I have my league from two years ago. And then last year I got rid of one more. So down the uh, two. And uh, I feel like it's more than enough, you know? I just feel like the time that I can put, like, focusing more on, like, you know, player analysis and, and like, yep. team building and more prospecting, you can always learn more that way. And I just figured I'd just stop following it. Yep. I hear you. Cool, fellas. Thank you so much. And um, hope you guys uh, all a lot of luck going forward on your teams. I hope everyone comes in first, second, or third. And kicks ass. That's the goal. Absolutely. But, um, yeah. Smart but I know Martin up. All right. Later. All righty, folks. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Pull Hitter Podcast. Once again, thank you for everyone for taking the time out to leave a rating and review. Super helpful. Super thankful. Super thoughtful of yourself to do that for me. It's really, really cool. So I appreciate every single one of you that puts the puts their ear to the podcast every week and um listens um truly never thought i would get 
people to listen to me talk about fantasy baseball. So really awesome. Um, like I said, if anyone wants to hit me up through DM, um, you know, I got some pull hitter stickers and stuff. If anyone is interested in that, I'll send them to you. No big deal. Um, but yeah, thanks for listening. Love everybody. Be well and don't be a bag of shit.